welcome to the Tin Lounge. You've stumbled on one of our short episodes called The Mini Bar, where we discuss current events in the travel industry. I'm Teresa, owner of Get Out Custom Travels and creator of Fam With Intention. And I'm Perrine, creator of Travel Biz Boss and co-owner of Journey's Travel Company. We can't discuss all of the headlines, so stay with us until the end for excess baggage. And I want to start by wishing Teresa a very happy belated birthday. It was just a couple days ago. Did you have a good birthday? (laughs) I did. Thank you so much. Yeah, it was uh, the big 3-5. And people who know me know I love pit bulls. I was kind of excited because it's like 3-0-5, but like (laughs) 3-5. Yeah, no, it was nice. It was really relaxing. And My thing is I don't usually plan anything big for birthdays. Like the only thing I ask is that you don't make me make any decisions. Um, Mm -hmm. And I just like things to be chill and relaxed. So just hang out with friends, had a meal with friends. And it kind of made me think about how lucky I am in that what I did on my birthday is not so different than what I'm able to do in everyday life for non-special occasions. So it was, it was really nice. It's so hard because Tracy and I, we don't give gifts, birthday mm-hmm. gifts, Christmas gifts. Um, and like, I feel bad because this year we had just gotten home from a trip for our anniversary and it's our 15th anniversary and we didn't even go to dinner or anything, but like we had just gotten back from three weeks in Greece. Like, how are you topping? Mm-hmm. All of the things that we, you know, we just are like, we do lots of experiences together. And when we travel, we do little splurges and things like that. And that takes the place of any type of gift. We don't need anything. Right, right. So, Yeah. How lucky are we? (laughs) I know, right? Well, before we dive in, this episode was brought is brought to you by Toby AI and Voyager websites. Visit voyagersocial.ai to take Toby for a walk. Our first article is from Travel Market Report, and it's on tips for travel advisors to build stronger relationships and higher profits. And we've said it so many times before, this industry is built on relationships. Yeah. So... The author writes, travel is a people business, even with the many advanced technologies available to assist with travel planning and booking. It is still all about travel professionals helping their clients to explore new lands and cultures, human beings interacting with other human beings so they can participate in enriching experiences. And so it's no wonder that having strong relationships is the linchpin for travel advisors to operate a successful travel business. Yep. And that is going to start with solid supplier connections. So Teresa and I were just on a live with TPI yesterday talking about leveraging FAM opportunities. And we talked a lot about creating relationships with suppliers, not introducing yourself with, hi, I'm Corrine from Journeys Travel. How can I get on a FAM? You know, you, you really need to lay the foundation of relationships hopefully before you actually need something from your supplier or you have an emergency or a problem. Um, But the first thing you want to do is determine those suppliers that are a best fit for your business focus. And then you work to build personal connections with those brands, creating a mutually beneficial relationship. The relationship should go both ways. 
Carrie Kirsten of Carrie Kirsten Travel Design, she says, when it comes to my suppliers, the relationships I have with them are the sharpest tool that I have in my belt. Mm. Being able to contact someone when there is an issue or when I need a special request or to have another set of eyes look at something and give me suggestions is critical, especially in a day when most of us work outside of traditional office settings. Vicki Frick, CEO of Vix Vacations, agrees. She says, I think connections and relationships are the backbone to any agent's success with the suppliers they choose to work with, period. To a supplier, an agent can be two things, a number or a partner. The agent that books a trip and moves on with their day is a transaction. The agent who focuses on a relationship with those in that company, of course, are booking, but they're taking it three steps farther. They're creating a genuine relationship. They're fostering that connection and they're utilizing those connections to earn the invitation to further knowledge and opportunities. And one thing I have noticed um, from just going to different conferences and travel shows is that people do appreciate having a genuine connection. You're not just talking Mm -hmm. about work all the time. You get to know about their families. You get to know about, you know, their hobbies, their likes and their dislikes. And it makes it so much more rewarding when you can say, Hey, you know, I have clients who are heading to your hotel, super excited to book them there and, you know, confirming the hotel, but also can you put in a handwritten letter in the room or any kind of special requests like that, because they have, they already know you and they most likely will like you from your interaction. And so being able to send business their way, there's a different kind of uh, feeling to that. Yep. And I also think that when you have a good relationship with your BDM, for instance, you can have better conversations to work things through. Like you can mm-hmm. think more out of the box. The, the conversations can be a lot more candid. They might know a little more about how you run your business and have more ideas about how you can grow things. It just makes a huge difference between that and that sort of formal, you know, only official type of communication going back and forth. Right, right. That happens when you just don't have any relationship at all. Yeah. um, It says here too, the relationships derived through personal connections are how effectively creative solutions are made. Exactly what you had mentioned. Um, I recently had a resolution granted by my BDM uh, that seamlessly fixed an issue I was paralyzed with. Without her support and solution, I can't imagine the resolution being the one that both the client and I ended up with. My relationship with this person was the reason for her prompt and fantastic handling of the problem. I've built that relationship over the years with her on sincerity, friendship, and support of each other. The relationship was her drive to do everything she could to support me. And one thing that I mentioned in our live yesterday was that if I have a BDM that lives locally, I love setting up lunches or times to get together because when you become friends, of course you want to help a friend out. Of course you want to help Mm -hmm. your friend solve a problem. And if you are in a situation to be able to do that, how wonderful is that feeling? The second thing they talk about is reaping the rewards of loyalty. So when you show loyalty to certain travel brands, that can also lead to better benefits and help you find the best fit for your clients. So my philosophy is always do what's best for the client and everything else will work out. So one of the aspects of that is if you do have loyalty with a particular supplier, then you know that if something should come up, 
you're going to have the support you need. And that often is what's best for the client. So what's best for the client isn't always which brand happens to have the lowest price on this trip. It's, it, it's a lot bigger picture than that, right? Like I have a relationship. I have some swagger with this brand because I explain to my clients a lot like this too. Like you are not going to go to this destination probably more than once in your life. And so you're not going to be building loyalty with this particular hotel or whatever it is, but I am, I'm the one who has the loyalty because I keep sending people there. Right. So uh, it can really help you to identify the suppliers that you enjoy working with that always have your back, that carry the properties that you want, whatever the criteria is, and just stick with them because the more you book with them, the more trust is created and the more, support you're going to have when you need it. For also, sure. Higher commission percentages. Yes, that, <laughs> exactly that. It's good for business, but it's also good for you, you know, as an advisor to be able, and when they say reap the rewards of loyalty, it's not just fam trips, it's not just higher commission percentages, but it's also if there is an incident where it's a really serious thing. And the one that is noted in this article, um, the advisor says, with loyalty comes higher commission levels, but also better service. I recently had a supplier refund $15,000 in airline tickets to a client who was denied boarding at the airport due to a problem with their personal documents. Wow. These are non-refundable tickets, but with one phone call, a refund was processed immediately because of my relationship with the supplier. They made me look like a rock star. These things don't happen for you if you don't show loyalty and give respect to the suppliers who are our partners. So it extends even beyond the commission percentage and all the other loyalty items. It's making you look like an amazing travel advisor to your clients. Absolutely. And then also you just get to know the policies and how things work, which make it easier and easier and easier for you to do business with them. Mm -hmm. Every time I have to use a new supplier, I'm like, Like, you know, what is the, how does the payment work? You know, what are their general cancellation? You got to learn all these new things. Whereas my go-to suppliers, that's all in my head. Like, I don't even have to think twice. I know exactly how it all works, how their cancellation policy works, if there's any flexibility, all of those things Mm -hmm. just makes it more seamless for me to do the planning. And then I know my clients are going to have a more seamless experience, especially if something goes sideways. Mm Mm-hmm. Exactly. Another uh, benefit of having great relationships with suppliers in the industry is getting help with package upgrades. Those well-established relationships can also assist travel advisors in selling package upgrades, matching what is best for each client from insurance options to payment options to pre-booking excursions, rounding out the entire travel experience. Casey Kyler, owner of Blue Spring Travel, she explains how getting to know your clients and what they really want out of their vacation will take their vacation and experience with you from the vacation was good to our vacation was amazing. Everything was taken care of before we arrived and we didn't have to worry about anything. So for example, did your clients upgrade their room category to a concierge or butler room? These are the clients I would also want to make sure they have private transfers pre-booking their excursions with our preferred suppliers and making sure they fully understand their insurance options. Some suppliers even offer special perks for your clients like upgraded transfers, upgraded rooms, special in-room amenities, free belly bed for the day, etc. And those extra amenities can make your clients feel like VIPs. 
And if that's, that's, I will say one of my favorite things to do is to make my clients feel like VIPs whenever they travel. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yes. It says the bottom line is the more, you know, and the better connected you are, the more you can sell. Tour operators, DMCs, hoteliers, and cruise lines all offer extensive training programs that are conveniently delivered online, in person, and or through FAM trips. Successful advisors never stop learning, devoting time to building their travel knowledge base and experiencing destinations and products firsthand so they can pass the best recommendations with trusted travel suppliers onto their clients. I will say uh, something, I don't do a lot of rental cars, right? But rental car companies are notoriously shifty, we'll say. <laughs> so if I am doing um, a car rental, I will only use Auto Europe. They have had my back many times. They offer usually like a zero deductible insurance inclusive rate, which has liability, like all the insurance, boom, done. The client doesn't need to worry at the counter about, you know, insurance upgrades, so every once in a while, you know, I'll get like, oh, you know, I can find it a little bit cheaper. And I'm just like, okay, go ahead and book it. Um, this is why I use this particular vendor only because X, Y, and Z. And I've only ever had one person decide to book on their own. And of course, they ended up emailing me, how can I get some money back from this car? Like everything I warned them mm -hmm. about happened. Right. But I think um, being able to just say to your client, yeah, maybe I could get you whatever this is a little bit cheaper, but these, these are the reasons that I use this trusted partner. I know you're going to have the most seamless experience. I know that if something goes wrong, they are going to take accountability and fix it, blah, blah, blah. And they appreciate that. That builds trust with your client. They know that you know who the best, pl who the best place to book with is, you know? Mm -hmm. Exactly. Last, or it's not last, it's uh, second to last item on the list is to build the all-important client bond. Spending time building relationships with clients is just as important as crafting relationships with suppliers, and those two tasks work synergistically. Personal connections with my clients are the most important element in being a successful travel advisor, says Kyler. It helps me tailor their experiences to their preferences, build trust, anticipate needs, offer personalized recommendations, and create memorable moments. These personal elements increase the likelihood of repeat business and word-of-mouth referrals. Uh, she says, my favorite thing is being able to contact a past client and say, hey, there's a new resort opening up that has your name all over it, and then trusting me enough to say, fantastic, tell me more. One of Kirsten's strategies to bolster bonds with clients is she explains to potential clients that she won't send them to a destination or resort that she wouldn't feel comfortable booking for her own family. She says, I'm comfortable turning down business if it doesn't align with my idea of quality. Likewise, I don't offer price matches out of respect for my suppliers. When I explain to, explain to my clients that I will only book them with a vetted supplier for their own security, they feel valued. When your clients know that your priority is their satisfaction and the protection of their travel investment, it develops loyalty. Repeat business and referrals are the ultimate goal. She said it perfectly. Yes. And I think I see, well, when I look at my process, aside from VIP and clients, I also love the process of getting to know my clients during the discovery call and finding them and matching them with something that fits them perfectly based mm -hmm. on 
my expertise and having them say something like, oh my gosh, I would never have thought of that. That was amazing. Didn't even know we could do that. And also because of the established relationships and the knowledge that I've gained from, you know, uh, from the supplier themselves or even on fam trips, I'm able to tell them why this upgraded room is going to be a better fit for them than this one other room, like the standard room, for example, or why this one hotel that's at a premium is better than the one their friend stayed at and that they were asking me about. So that's one of my favorite things too. They end the article talking about some ideas to enhance client relationships. So what can we do to enhance relationships with our clientele? Kirsten advises, don't overlook the details. Picking up on the small things in a conversation with your client shows that you're focused solely on them. For example, a client had mentioned months ago that her husband was having some knee issues. When she recently reached out for an upcoming trip, I asked her which aisle to seat him in to make it more easy to make it easier on that knee that was bothering him. She emailed me later that day, thanking me for thinking of that and remembering. It's the little things that make your biggest impact on people. And Frick suggests, be you. Sharing pretty photos and pre-generated captions on social media creates no differentiation between you and a booking engine. It's not personal. It doesn't lead to the key elements to sales, like the know, like, and trust. To trust an advisor with five, ten, twenty thousand dollars of their hard-earned money, they need to know you, like you, and trust you. So, how do you build better relationships with clients? Invite them in, share who you are with them, let them know why you are the correct choice for them when it comes time to invest in travel. Show them your personal experience traveling, share client stories, let them in to know the agent on the other end of the pretty photo. While it's a business transaction, it's a transaction they have choices to make with many, many other agents or booking engines. Set yourself apart so they feel a genuine connection with you. And when they do, they'll be inspired to book with you every time. Somewhere earlier in the article, it said, and we hear it all the time, it's kind of like cliche, but people book with people, not companies, not businesses. Like they, they want, they book with people they know, like, and trust. So trying to create a genuine connection with your clients and your suppliers is just going to make your job so much easier and make sure that your business is successful. Our next article is from Travel Pulse and it is travel suppliers with the best commissions for travel advisors. I will go back to what I said. In my opinion, I always do what's best for the client and everything else will work out. So I am not looking like whose commission is the highest when I am booking a trip. But it is nice to know if the suppliers you're working with frequently really support travel advisors, are supportive of the community as a whole, and are paying us what we're worth. So I'm glad to see that ASTA is really putting the pressure on. And so last month, they sent a release about suppliers who pay timely commissions. And Travel Pulse surveyed top travel advisors in the industry to find out which suppliers truly deliver big when it comes to commissions. And they say it's important to note that not every single travel advisor makes the exact same commission as their peers in the industry. Again, that goes back to how loyalty pays off, right? The higher your volume is with a particular supplier, the higher your commission percentage may be. Uh, Also, different host agencies offer different commission percentages as well. So in this article, some of the respondents are anonymous because... Yeah, just to protect the confidentiality or they're not comfortable sharing. But here are just a few 
travel suppliers who pay some of the top commission percentages. First is Allianz Global Assistance. Uh, the commissions were their most popular prop, uh, popular product. The classic plan pays 25% and their premier product with higher coverages pays 35%. Commissions may be higher with a consortium. One travel advisor says Allianz actually pays me 36% commission. I love them. And this travel advisor asked to remain anonymous. Nice. Next up is ALG Vacations. So the brand offers up to 15% with FunJet Vacations, Apple Vacations, and up to 16% with Travel Impressions. I will say you got to remember that's not on the flight. So sometimes uh, you go to open that commission tab and it looks pretty tiny because <laughs> the air is eating up most of the price. And then also with their Get Paid to Upgrade program, ALG Vacations pays 17 and 18% on the entire land base. As for air, it is up to 5% commission on bulk scheduled air, or yeah, bulk scheduled air, published fares, and full commission for exclusive non nonstop vacation flights. So there's a, there's a couple nickels thrown in for your air. <laughs> Additionally, advisors can earn commission on transfers, tours, insurance, car rental, and other features. Um, next is Charisma Hotels and Resorts. If you are a Charisma GIVC agent, they pay up to 21% commission. Advisors that can then get this 21% commission either directly with Charisma or with tour operators like Travel Impressions, Fungit Vacations, Delta Vacations, and more. Yep. And then we have Sandals and Beaches Resorts, which pay between 17 and 20%, depending on the room level as well as an extra 1% if you book using their online agency portal rather than over the phone with reservations. Hmm. Beds Online is a company where you can get up to 20% commission. I think they have that rolling scale. Like if you go to Beds Online now, you can set a percentage commission or commission yeah. percentage of what it is you're looking for. But I think their base percentage is 15%. Yeah. They start out. Uh, so... Then we have Virgin Voyages. Uh, so many advisors mentioned how cruise lines are better at paying commissions compared to hotels and tour operators. I definitely agree. Vir Virgin pays 16% on everything. So a lot of other cruise lines have NCFs, which are non-commissionable fees that are backed out and we don't get paid on those. Virgin doesn't do that. Actually, uh, Viking doesn't do that. And then depending on who your host is, Sometimes Oceana and Norwegian are having programs where they're paying on NCFs. Next is Explore Journeys. The new cruise brand offers advisors commissions of up to 18%, no NCFs, rolling commission payments, and up to 10% commission paid for add-ons. That's nice. Nice. Then we have AMA Waterways. So in River Cruises, AMA is consistently mentioned as the top offering 18% for some of the advisors they spoke with. Um, one advisor said AMA Waterways is by far the best in the River Cruise sector with 18% commission for her. And last on the list is Colette. The tour operator offers up to 15% commission, some advisors said, noting that they also pay up front well too. Collect Vacations pays $100 per person at time of booking and deposit and then remaining commissions when people travel. I didn't know that. 
Our last article this week is from Travel Market Report. What you need to know about booking 2024 official Olympic travel packages. And I have seen this post so many times on our yep. Facebook group. So if you are that person or know someone who knows that person, share this episode, go to the show notes, find this link, share it with your colleagues who might be wondering this. The Paris 2024 Olympics are now less than a year away with opening ceremonies next July 24th and the games continuing to August 11th. Individual tickets for many events are already sold out and lodging is becoming tight, but it's still possible for travel advisors and individuals to book travel packages to the Olympics, including tickets, hotels, and local experiences by working with a company called On Location, the official hospitality provider for the Olympic Games. And On Location is the sole company officially licensed to sell event tickets and event hospitality packages to the public. Their ground-only packages are offered in three areas, tickets plus on-site hospitality, think luxury boxes with champagne, in-the-city hospitality, uh, such as event tickets plus access to their central Paris clubhouse event and hospitality center, and travel packages, which can include lodging, transportation, and tours along with event tickets. Yeah, some bookable over-the-top experiences via on-location include an Eiffel Tower luxury suite from which guests can watch beach volleyball on the courts below and opening ceremony tickets at a French bistro-style venue built on a bridge overlooking the Seine River where a parade of boats will carry national delegations below as guests sip champagne and nibble hors d'oeuvres. They also offer standard packages as well with lodging at three-star hotels and tickets to non-marquee events where prices are more reasonable than the premium showcases. Travel advisors should be aware that Olympic events will also be taking place outside of Paris. On Location also offers packages at Marseille for the sailing events and then Lille for the basketball tournament where U.S. fans will want to watch their favorite NBA stars battle global competition. Equestrian events are taking place on the grounds of the Palace of Versailles, and those are currently sold out but might be expanding. Leave it to the French to go the extra mile. Extra. Oh my goodness. I don't yeah. care about equestrian related things, but if you're telling me that there's equestrian events taking place on the grounds of the Palace of Versailles, I'm like, you know what? I'll do it. I'll do it. And also building a bistro along the Seine to watch the opening ceremony. That's going to be an insane opening ceremony. I am happy to watch that at home. I'm not a huge crowd person. Just thinking yeah. about navigating through all those people gives me a little bit of anxiety, but I cannot wait to see how this is done. It's going to be, I think, the first time something like this is done yep. at the Olympics. So I am very excited. Very excited to Fancy see the Olympics. I know. Beach volleyball next to the Eiffel Tower. Come on. It's going to be <laughs> so cool. <laughs> uh, for current availability, Individual event tickets are already almost completely sold out. However, On Location still has access to all the prime events popular with American fans, including track and field, gymnastics, swimming, and basketball. Advisors can purchase Team USA-focused packages to watch events and sports with their favorite athletes. Marquee events are still available, including luxury boxes to see the finals of the men's 100 meters and other races. But the experience doesn't come cheaply. A Silver Athletics in-venue hospitality package begins at about $5,300 per person for a day. 
Lodging yeah. is also a challenge for individuals seeking to visit Paris during, during the Olympics. I mean, well, yes, they duh. definitely, duh. Hotels are harder to come by than tickets right now, said on-location executive VP of experiences. Many hotels are already charging exorbitant rates with some requiring two-week-long minimum bookings. Dang. For the benefit of its customers, On Location has pre-negotiated room blocks and room rates, enabling visitors to book shorter minimum stays at reasonable costs. To set client expectations, Paris has an abundance of four-star hotels, but not as large a range of options for five-star and three-star properties close to event venues. So that's the expectation, four-star hotels. Yeah. They said they don't book the air travel, but that's like the least of your problems right now. That's not difficult. Yeah. Um, Many tickets are just starting to be released for booking by airlines with availability still high and prices are still reasonable. Um, Of course, that may change as you get closer. Some of the travel advisor benefits for working with on location means you get a dedicated resource to support travel advisors. They're also in the process of developing a travel advisor portal for agents to register and access information and booking of the travel packages. That portal is expected to go online in mid-October. They say travel advisors can reach out for information and advice directly to OnLocation at traveladvisors at onlocationexp.com or go directly to the website to explore client options. For advisors booking trips for mobility-restricted clients, OnLocation offers an ADA request form and a staffer focused on processing those requests. Commissions for travel advisors working with on location range from 6% to 10%, depending on the style and the level of the package booked. The company is advising consumers to book as soon as possible to attend this once in a lifetime event. Ready for some excess baggage? Let's do it. All right. It's time for excess baggage, which is a speed round of headlines that are pretty self-explanatory. So you can learn a lot in just a couple of minutes. According to Travel Market Report, Disney closed and reopened sections of Magic Kingdom after a bear was spotted on property. According to the FWC, the bear has been captured and released outside of Disney property. Another one from them says that pilots working for Southwest Airlines could go on strike soon, meaning potential delays and cancellations for Southwest customers at the airport. Travel Weekly reports that Nexion is on pace to deliver a record number of leads. The Irving, Texas-based host agency this week said that in the first half of the year, it delivered 3,006 leads to U.S. members, putting it on track to exceed 2022 leads, which totaled 5,112. They also report that bookings for the Viking Sobek, slated to debut in Egypt in 2025, are now available, as Viking sites heightened demand for Nile River sailings. An article from Travel Pulse asks, are cannabis cafes coming to California? Both the California State Senate and California State Assembly have passed Assembly Bill 374, which now heads to Governor Gavin Newsom's desk. The bill would allow cannabis cafes similar to the ones found in Amsterdam to legally operate in California. According to Travel Agent Central, Iguazu National Park will be closed to visitors on September 27th sorry, and from October 30th to November 2nd. 2023. It is closing on these dates to bring light to a trial in which four of its park agents are being prosecuted for manslaughter, 
alleged breach of authorship and violation of duties of a public official after a tree on the private property known as Lalin fell, causing four fatalities. And our high note today is also from Travel Agent Central. New data from Affinity Solutions indicates U.S. travel spend has returned to pre-pandemic levels. And that's it for Excess Baggage. Just a reminder that all the articles we referenced today can be found in the show notes. Please remember that we didn't write the news, we're just sharing it. If you've enjoyed the episode, please subscribe, leave a review, and or share the show. Also head on over to our Facebook and Instagram pages, which are both under the Tin Lounge. We'll link them in the show notes. Have any questions, comments, or just want to say hello? Please shoot us a DM or email us at hello at the tinlounge.com. We'll see you all next week. Bye.